You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Well, hallelujah. We can truly experience that it's a new season. Spring is here. You can, you can feel it in the air. But I also believe in the Spirit. There's a new season where God wants to do something. Touch and change your life so that you would never be the same. This morning... Well, this day, I want to share a message, and I, I want to talk to Christians as well this morning. I want to talk to believers to just remind you what is it that released the power of God in your life, releasing the power of God in your life. I have to ask the question, are you ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? As the church, we have to be ready, and I believe as Christians, we can be ready. The Bible teaches us in the book of Matthew 25, it it talks about five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. You all know the story. And when you read this, you can see that all ten of them were virgins. It means it speaks of purity. It speaks of holiness, pursuing the things of God. All of them had a lamp. All of them had oil. All of them fell asleep. All of them had to be woken up. All of them trimmed their lamps. But only five had enough oil. The other five had to go look for more oil. I believe all of them, when they came, they came with oil. But the oil of the foolish is an oil that was consumed very quickly. It's an oil that could not stand the test of time. And even when they came back later and they had oil, Jesus said, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Family, that oil that God wants to give us, it is real. That's what we should seek, the authentic, that which is real. Remember the Bible teaches us in Romans 1 verse 16 that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the power unto salvation. First for the Jew and then for the Greek. It says, this is the righteousness of God that comes from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that we can go from faith to faith. Remember, the kingdom of God is all about righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You need the Word of God to sanctify you. The book of Hebrews 1 verse 3 teaches us it's the Word of His power. Not the power of His Word, but the Word of His power. It teaches us that the power is in the Word of God. The Word of God has got healing power, sanctification power, deliverance power. It has the power to change us and to conform us into His image. Many people use the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. And that's good. Jesus' name has been exalted above every name. But Psalm 138 verse 2 teaches us that God has exalted His word above His name. You have to allow the Word of God to become the standard of your life. Everything that you do, you have to view in the light of God's Word. This Word 
when you read it, you think you're reading it, but it's reading you. It's got the power to change you, to save your soul. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse 21, reading from the Amplified. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of the wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which is implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your soul. The New King James says, with humility, receive the word of God into your heart because it has the power to save your soul. Family, you have to receive the word of God into your heart. The challenge that we sit with today is there's so many Christians that are convinced. What do I mean by that? They've received the word of God into their minds. They are serving Jesus from this realm. But the word of God says that we have to receive the word of God into our hearts. Salvation comes when you confess with your mouth salvation, but you believe with your heart unto righteousness. You confess and believe that Jesus Christ died, and you believe that Jesus was made alive. When you confess that and you believe that, the first work of the Holy Spirit is to regenerate your spirit. Righteousness is for those who believe it with all their heart. Remember, your heart is your spirit. It's that part that's connected with God. It's here where God communicates with us. You have to allow the Word of God to dominate your heart. When the Word of God dominates your heart, everything will change. I remember as a young pastor, in my office, I had placed the Ten Commandments. Maybe you've done it as well. I've written down the Ten Commandments, and every morning when I sat there and in the evenings when I looked at the Ten Commandments, I felt so condemned. Don't know, have you gone through the same thing? I would read the Ten Commandments and I'd feel so condemned that I would remind myself and say, no. Romans 8 verse 1 says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But when I looked at the Ten Commandments, I would feel condemned because somewhere there, I would have messed up. I would have missed it. And that's what the Lord does. It brings condemnation. Living a life looking at the law. Okay, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I haven't done that. Because I haven't done it, God can bless me. Or God can listen to my prayers. And we live a life under condemnation. Because every morning you get up and you say, Today, I'm going to get it right as a Christian. I'm going to get it right as a pastor. And before you've walked out of the back door, you've messed up. You find yourself under condemnation. When you have to pray, you say, Lord, you're not going to listen to me because you know what I've done. I've messed up. And the law brings condemnation. And as I look at the word of God, the promise that was made to Abraham was not condemnation. It's not condemnation. But 
It's a life of abundance. It's a life in the spirit where we can receive that life that comes from Christ Jesus. Abraham is the father of faith. When he believed God, it was accounted to him as righteousness. What is it that Abraham believed? Abraham believed that through the covenant that he had with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was in right standing with God. God had made him righteous. When you look in the book of Genesis, there was a time, I think it's Genesis 14, where Abraham met with Melchizedek. And when he met with Melchizedek, from verse 18, you can go read it. He met with Melchizedek, and he said, I'm going to bless you. But the Bible says he took out bread and wine. These are the elements of the new covenant. This is the elements that gives us communion with God the Father. It is our union with Christ Jesus, his body being broken, his blood being shed, that allows us to have union or communion with the Father because of our union with Christ Jesus. Abraham had understanding of redemption. Abraham had understanding that there was a Christ, a Messiah that would die, pay the price for you and for me, but that this Christ would be raised from the dead. Amen? When he revealed this to him, he had understanding of atonement. It's important to understand this because the way that Abraham behaved, certain things that he did, doesn't make sense from a natural point of view. But if it was a conviction in his heart that he believed, everything would change. In Genesis 15 verse 1, we see God appears to him in a vision, and he says, Abraham, I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your protection. I'm going to be your exceedingly great reward. He says in verse 4, he says, the promise that I've made to you, I'm going to perform it. The air will come from your own body. Then we see in verse 6, it was accounted to him for righteousness because he believed. Family, this is very important to understand that the covenant that was made with Abraham when God spoke the word, when he made the promise with Abraham, Abraham believed it and it was accounted for righteousness. The mistake that we make or the mistake that I made, maybe you've made the same mistake. I said, I'm a son of Father Abraham. Through faith, I obtain righteousness. But then I found myself quoting the law, Moses. Placed myself under the law, thinking God can only hear me, help me, if I'm doing everything right. If that is the case, I'm always going to be under condemnation because every day you're going to make a mistake because nobody is perfect. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Maybe if you're listening via the internet or any other platform or television, maybe you're sitting there and saying, yes, I feel like that. I used to say I'm a son of Father Abraham, saved by faith, believing in the Word of God, allowing that grace to speak for me. But then I quote the law. I place myself 
under the law. The blessings of Abraham was based upon what he believed. Because he believed, he was accounted, it was accounted for righteousness. Remember, righteousness is what puts us in right standing with God. But under the law, they had to obey the law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And the more you say thou shalt not, thou shalt not, you find yourself, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. I remember when I took off the law, how liberating it was. Not to see the whole time the mistakes that I'm making, but to have a position to see what you've been saved into. What you've been saved into. When you read the Bible, when you start and you, you look at the book of John, John, the one who loved Jesus. In John 1, he says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He says this Word was full of light. It was full of life. When it came, when it manifested, we could see its glory. The glory as of the only begotten. It says when the Word manifested, it was full of grace. Grace upon grace. Then he says in verse 17, he says the law came through Moses. The law came through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Why? Because at that time they were all living under the law. They were all living under the law. He says Christ has come to set us free. But the trap is we want to place ourselves under the law. Turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians 3. I'm trying to share with you a lifetime of revelation, experiences of searching the Word of God to live as a Christian without condemnation. How many times have we read and we've seen there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But then we find ourselves under condemnation, putting ourselves under the law. Galatians 3 verse 13, I'm reading from the New King James. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Family, the curse, Christ has absorbed it. He has removed it. Right there where you are, just say amen. Many of you you live under guilt and condemnation even when it comes to giving because Malachi says you are cursed with a curse. But here he says, Christ has absorbed the curse. You're not under the law anymore. You are under grace. That the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What was promised to Abraham? A promise was made to you and to me that we can receive the Holy Spirit. That Jesus would come and make you righteous and me righteous. Wash us by his blood. Sanctify us so that the Holy Spirit can live on the inside of us. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet... If it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abram and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to you 
and to your seed, a capital letter, who is Christ. And this I say that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. You don't have to feel condemned anymore. He is saying here, the promise was made to the seed of Abraham. Capital letter S. And if you're not sure what that means, he says there, that seed is Christ Jesus. God knew that Abraham would make a mistake. If this covenant was based upon what you had to do and what I have to do, we would all fail and we would not be able to receive it. But he says the promise was made to Jesus, the one who never sinned, the one who never made a mistake, the one who became our sin but who never sinned so that we can receive his righteousness though we had never been righteous. Family, righteousness by the grace of God through faith does not mean you're never going to make a mistake. It means you hold a position where you believe that Jesus Christ paid the price in full. I don't have enough time to explain everything, but the covenant was made with Abraham, an individual, but the promise was made with the seed, Christ Jesus. One person, an individual. Salvation is personal. The law was given to the people. In the hearing of everybody, they had to say, yes, we'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. Yes, we'll do it. Jesus came to have a personal relationship with you and me. You can make a mistake, and God is still going to love you. Let me hear you say, say, Jesus loves me just as much as he loves Abraham. Family, when you go to Genesis 20, Abraham is scared. He's in covenant with God. God has said, I'm going to be your shield. I'm going to be your protection. I'm going to be your exceedingly great reward. He's afraid and he lies. He says his wife is his sister. Abimelech sees her that she's beautiful and he wants to take her as his wife. You can go read it, Genesis 20. Wants to take him as, take Sarah as his wife. God appears to him in a dream and he says to him, Abimelech, listen to me. You're a dead man. You're a dead man. You have taken another man's wife. You've taken the wife of a man that I'm in covenant with. I'm just giving you my version. It says you have taken another man's wife. You're as good as dead. Abimelech says, Lord, you know that I've walked in integrity. This man lied to me. If he didn't lie to me, I wouldn't do it. The Lord says, it's for this very reason that I've protected you because you've walked in integrity. He says, but yet, call him and let him pray for you. What you if you don't give his wife back, you're going to die. This man is my prophet. From a natural point of view, you could have looked at Abraham and just think he's a normal man. 
But God said, He is my prophet. Psalm 105 verse 15 teaches us, do my or do not harm my appoint, uh, uh, do not touch my anointed and do my prophets no harm. He said, I'm going to be your shield, I'm going to be your protection, I'm going to be your exceedingly great reward. Is Abraham not breaking one of the Ten Commandments? He's lying. You look shocked. He's busy lying. But it's 430 years before the law. You can make a mistake. But as a Christian, when you make a mistake, you can run to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Many people think when they make a mistake, God stops hearing them, stops helping them. Remember, under the old covenant, the law, when they had sinned, God would withdrew his presence. David, when he had sinned, what did he say? Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Psalm 66, verse 5, he says, If you regard iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear your prayers. That's under the old covenant. But family, you have entered into a new covenant, a better covenant, where God deals with you according to his grace and his mercy. His forgiveness, His kindness. Jesus has become the surety of this better covenant. Do you know what that means? I can mess up and God still loves me. I can make a mistake and God's eyes are still on me. Amen? That's good news. A better covenant based on better promises where God has poured out all His anger and His wrath on Jesus Christ. Christ has absorbed the curse of the law. Christ has become your sin, my sin. Family, the thing that you have to believe in is resurrection power. This is what Abraham believed. Abraham believed that if something died, God could bring it back to life. In this new covenant, Many of us in this COVID season are facing a time where we see so much death around us, killing, stealing, and destroying. But the spirit of Christ that lives on the inside of you can resurrect it. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 10, he says, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection. Family, listen to me. The first work that when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, that he had died and that God had made him alive, you are confessing salvation. But when you believe in your heart unto righteousness, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead regenerates your spirit. And that spirit now works on the inside of you. In the new covenant, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Whether you find yourself in your darkest hour, the Holy Spirit is with you. That is his promise. That is a better covenant, not based upon the law, you keeping the Ten Commandments, but a covenant based upon you believing what Jesus did on the cross. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, We are saved by grace through faith, not through our good works, but for good works. So when you are saved by grace, 
and the Holy Spirit regenerates your spirit. It's not because of what you've done, but what Jesus has done. But that grace will now work in you to help you become a better person, to go out and help people. And you see the grace of God working in you. You see this resurrection power working in you and through you. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the Spirit in the Holy Spirit of God. Really dwells within you, directs and controls you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ. He is not truly a child of God. Can you see to be a true Christian? You need the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, you are born from above. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45, it is part of the declaration that we do. It says, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Whatever areas in your life, the Holy Spirit can bring new life. God breathed life into the first Adam, but Jesus Christ became life. For you and for me. Remember, he breathed upon his disciples. Family, Paul said in Romans 6, You are not under the law, but you are under grace. He says, if you are under the law, you've become a slave to sin. The thing that you are a slave to is your master. He says, but you've become obedient and that obedience leads to righteousness. Righteousness is a position that we hold because of what Christ did. Remember, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, He who knew no sin became sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The flesh can never supplement the spirit. Do you know what this means? The Holy Spirit the promise that was made to Abraham was the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter in whatever you are doing. Now when you are praying, the Holy Spirit helps you to pray. When you go to work and you have a difficult situation, the Holy Spirit helps you. God blesses the work of your hands. Everything that is born of God pleases God. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, was given by God. Isaac came from heaven, was given to Abraham. Abraham can only give to God what comes from God. Sixteen years later, God says to Abraham, Abraham, I still want to see, I still want to believe that you believing that that which is dead can be made alive. Do you still believe in resurrection power? I want you to go and sacrifice your son, your only son. How did he view it? He viewed it as worship. Family, I want to encourage you. Do you know why you can finish strong? Because you have a helper. Even Jesus, the Son of God, relied upon the help of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10 says how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father doing it. 
Haziah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Can you see that we need the Holy Spirit? This faith that pleases God comes from the regenerated spirit of man, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Family, the Holy Spirit wants to help you. The Holy Spirit is not embarrassed about your situation. Jesus is not embarrassed about your situation. The truth is Jesus died for whatever you are going through right now. And Jesus was made alive. Do you believe in resurrection power? Do you believe that Jesus died and that Jesus was made alive? I want to speak to Christians for one minute and say, if you truly believe it, go read Romans 6. In the same way Christ died and was raised from the dead, when you are being baptized, you are burying the old man and being raised a new creation in Christ Jesus. It's time for you to make a decision to be baptized. It is that obedience in Christ Jesus that makes the difference. I want to close. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 3, reading from verse 9. When you take your time and go read from, from the beginning, from verse 4 you'll, you'll see Paul is speaking, he's saying, not that I'm sufficient or that my sufficiency comes from God, my, but my sufficiency comes from the Spirit, the life in the Spirit. Not of the letter, but the Spirit. The letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. It says, the ministry of death was written upon stone tablets. There was a glory in it. When they obeyed it, when they did it, God manifested His glory. Amen? But says God has got something better, a better covenant, better promises. Let's read from verse 9. For if the service that condemns the ministration of doom had glory, how infinitely more abounding in splendor and glory must be the service that makes righteous. So the law could never make them righteous. But now in Christ Jesus, you can be the righteousness of God. The ministry that produces and fosters righteous living and right standing with God. Indeed, in view of this fact, what, was, what once had splendor, the glory of the law in the face of Moses, has come to have no splendor at all because of the overwhelming glory that exceeds and excels it, the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the salvation of all mankind, making us righteous so that we can go from faith to faith. Verse 11, For if that which was but passing and fading away came with splendor, how much more must that which remains and is permanent abide in glory and splendor? Verse 16, but whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage and freedom. Verse 18, and all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God that sanctifies you, that heals you, that cleanses you, that purifies you. 
as a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image and ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Family, this is the only way when we turn away from the glory that's in the law to the glory that's in the Spirit. You'll see yourself being changed. Under the law, there's condemnation. But under the Spirit, under grace, there's freedom, there's liberty. This is what people need. Not to live under condemnation, but to know that the Holy Spirit is there to help us, to lead us, to guide us, so that we can go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, by the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. This is the promise that was made to Abraham. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.